Hello, it's Dr. Rachel Pope with Womanity, and I have my two buddies and amazing experts in female sexual health, Anna Myers and Jean Marino, here with me. Um, these women really have done a lot of research. They have a lot of experience taking care of patients, and they are nurse practitioners in their fields. And I can't even begin. I'm trying to figure out how to introduce them so that you know who they are and what they do, but maybe just listen to their stories because you will get to know them through these podcasts. Um, I want to focus today on Anna because she's been doing some very cool research on lichen sclerosis. We're here at the Ishwish Conference, the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health. And she's presenting um, one part of our study, but we actually have three three parts of our study, three posters that we're presenting on lichen sclerosis as part of a larger microbiome study for, for women who are postmenopausal and have biopsy-proven lichen sclerosis. So Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so the poster we um, presented yesterday was on uh, postmenopausal women with lichen sclerosis and that they benefit from treatment of their genitourinary syndrome of menopause. Now, I know that's a mouthful, <laughs> but genitourinary, we're talking about the genitals, the urinary, and then syndrome. It's a complex of symptoms that women experience, and it's around menopause. So it's because of the lack of the hormone, the estrogen. And so those symptoms are very similar to the symptoms mm. uh, that women experience with lichen sclerosis. Can you break that down for us? What are the symptoms of genital urinary syndrome of menopause? And we call it GSM. So we can probably, from this point forward, we'll just call it GSM to save Sounds ourselves. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the symptoms of GSM and what are the symptoms of lichen sclerosis? So the symptoms of GSM are dyspareunia, which is painful sex. Um, paritis, itching, burning, vaginal burning. And the symptoms of uh, lichen sclerosis are very similar. They're, they're very similar. Women have intense itching. They have burning, have painful sex. So um, these symptoms can kind of overlap a bit. And sometimes it's hard to kind of tease out what is what. And so this study, what we asked these women about their symptoms and their treatments, we started to look at it and we realized that a lot of these women were not being treated for their GSM in addition to their lichen sclerosis. Hmm. And how are the how are the two different? I mean, I guess it's, uh, it's, you're making it clear how they're similar. And that just seems really confusing because how, you know, maybe everybody who has L lichen sclerosis also has GSM or vice versa, but what, what makes them different? So lichen sclerosis is a specific skin condition um, that op it's most often on the vulva. It can happen in male patients and also younger children. It can happen to women of all ages, but it's you know, primarily in those menopausal years is when we see it come up. The tissue can become fragile. It becomes white. It has, they have a, they call it like a cigarette paper kind of look to it. And that's on the vulva, on the that's outside. on the outside. So not necessarily up in the vagina, but on the outside of the vulva. Okay. And um, GSM, the tissue becomes pale, pink. Um, it loses its elasticity. Um, so there are some of those similar symptoms in between them, but lichen sclerosis is definitely its own condition, that it, it looks typically a certain way and uh, women, it can be you know proven with a biopsy. But, gotcha. You know, if you don't mind me interjecting, I would yeah. say for providers, though, I think that there can be some confusion because if you've got 
some pretty severe GSM. And if you've got that decrease in blood flow, it can look so pale that it perhaps mm-hmm. does look white. And then mm-hmm. we know in both lichen sclerosis and GSM, you can lose the labia minora, which is those inner lips. So I think for providers doing exams, I think that there is some confusion. They can look and present so similar to one another. I totally agree. I see that all the time with other providers that refer patients to me. They're like, I think this is lichen sclerosis and Mm -hmm. they haven't had their GSM treated yet. And then once we start treating the GSM, we realize that that probably was more likely the, the condition. They so had. is that what you do? Because I, I do that when I'm not sure if I really can't tell between lichen sclerosis and GSM. Sometimes I will start a person on vaginal estrogen and then have them come back in about a month or two and then reevaluate their vulva and see. That's exactly what, what I, I do. do. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's very obvious that it's got the classic signs mm-hmm. of lichen sclerosis and mm-hmm. Um, that that is definitely what needs addressed first, um, typically. And what about the clitoris? Because I think some of the GSM changes are similar to lichen changes too for the clitoris. Do you notice overlap there? Oh, definitely with the flattening of the hood and um, some of the fusion. Mm -hmm. I agree totally. And the paleness. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is necessarily evidence-based, but I guess one of the things is if I start seeing that fusion happening between the hood of the clitoris and the clitoris in a younger woman, say 50s, early 50s, because she's just newly menopausal, then that's going to tip me a little bit more towards lichen sclerosis diagnosis compared to if I see that fusion in, say, an 80-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. I Does would that... agree. And then also the rest of the labia and how the rest of the vulva looks too. Yeah. And keeping an eye on it. Yeah. Because there are people that it'll just be like one white spot eyed up by their labia is where it kind of starts. Right. Right. I think that's doesn't... where you need a specialist in yeah. the biopsy. Or right up by their clitoris is what mm-hmm. I was trying to say. Yeah. And Jean, for you, um, you see these women all the time. How do you decide when to do a biopsy or not? So if I see something that is alarming or makes me nervous, then Mm -hmm. I have a pretty low threshold for the biopsy. And biopsy is kind of a scary sounding word, but I take the tiniest little piece and no stitches. So I try to make it as easy as possible. But if I'm not sure, then I will treat for GSM. I have them come back a little bit later. I'm more like two to three months because sometimes Mm -hmm. if women are older and they've gone a really long time without estrogen, they need like a good three months Mm -hmm. for it to look better. But, uh, you know, unless there's something that looks alarming because there is that little teeny tiny increased risk of cancer with lichen sclerosis. Otherwise, you could wait and see if the estrogen is enough if you're not sure. Yeah. I, I have to say, personally, I do way more biopsies than I ever did before. Um, and part of that was I had a patient, um, you know, I'm not going to give any health information here, but I had a patient that when I looked at her vulva, I thought, oh, this is textbook lichen sclerosis. This is exactly how it's described, that lacy white sort of um, look on the vulva. I did the biopsy just to confirm it, and it came back as, as cancer actually. And so that made me realize, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent with visual diagnosis. We need the tissue pathology too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think particularly in a younger person that's yeah. going to be looking at a lifetime of using the cobetazole, the standardized treatments for lichen sclerosis. I think it's important to have a diagnosis mm-hmm. personally. I mm-hmm. think it's important to have the biopsy too, because the goal is that we'll do such a good job of treating them that 
people might not even think that they ever had it. Right. And so it's nice to have that in their chart to say, no, I did. It's just really well controlled. I agree because then there'll be other providers that come along in their life if they right. move right. or they see somebody mm-hmm. else and they say, oh, you don't need that. Right. It's like, but you still have that tissue, right. that diagnosis. Yeah, which I think is the important thing to keep in mind that unfortunately this can't be cured. We just manage it. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's a bit intimidating for women. So I always say, you know, it's just like eczema, psoriasis. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a skin condition and it can be managed, but unfortunately it's not like poison ivy that you treated and it goes away forever. It's lifelong treatment mm-hmm. and steroid ointments. Yeah. Well, this is so interesting. Um, I had one more question about it. I was thinking just for the women who are out there, not necessarily the healthcare providers, and they're wondering, goodness, do I have GSM or do I have lichen sclerosis? Or maybe they're feeling some burning or some itching or some discomfort. And now they're maybe a little bit nervous because of all that we've (laughs) talked about. And especially with vulvar cancer, Um, what should we be telling them? I would say go get checked out if you mm-hmm. have any kind of symptoms or any kind of concern. I mean, that's why you have uh, healthcare providers and you know, pay for insurance and yeah. you should go get it checked. <laughs> and yeah. Women are really tough and they put up with these symptoms and they shouldn't. No one should be walking around with itching, irritation or pain. Right. Mm-hmm. There's usually something going mm-hmm. on. And your body's telling you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And if you're seeing um, your primary care person and they say, oh, you don't need to do a pelvic because we don't do pelvics <laughs> routinely for women anymore. Yeah. When, Over 65 when, or something. Mm-hmm. I right? heard them say yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, what no. should they, what should our, our listeners say? Bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> Please examine the area that is bothering me because, oh, I can't tell you how many times I've thought I had a diagnosis just from the person's story. And then when I've done the exam, I've actually come up with a completely other right. diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ask your providers to examine you. <laughs> That's all for today, folks. Thanks so much. Take care. Mm-hmm.